We welcome into the program Caroline Rice from theozone.net and the Big Ten Network. Caroline, good afternoon, and, man, we do appreciate your time. Hi there. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's start with the big question, I think. You know, we can do X's and O's and all that, but (laughs) I think we got to begin with the health of the Buckeyes. Can you kind of get us up to speed on, first of all, on Justin Fields and, and then on the COVID situation? Yeah, well, we know Justin Fields, uh, he's actually in better condition than what we initially thought after uh, the game, after the Sugar Bowl. You could hear him uh, grunting as he was sitting down in the chair to talk to us post-game. But we do know that uh, no broken, no cracked ribs. From what I hear, it's just uh, severe bruising. But uh, I don't know how much of a role it's going to play. Maybe uh, plays called limiting him running the ball. Uh, Not as much practice. I know he didn't start practicing until Thursday. But I'm not sure how much it will impact his ability. I'm sure it will play a role. Um, But I think what we saw him against Clemson, we saw the Justin Fields we thought we were going to see, and I think he'll be okay. As far as the COVID situation, we still don't have any update on the number of guys that are missing for Ohio State. But what we do know is that backup running back Mayan Williams uh, will be out, and also kicker Blake Hobbiel just announced that he will be missing the game due to COVID. So still not sure of an exact number, uh, but obviously it's going to be significant. You hope that guys who are missing last week will come back, but um, not sure any will be missing for a high state. Caroline, the game against Clemson, obviously that was a terrific performance from the Buckeyes. It was almost yeah. like they played at another level. Uh, did you get that same sense? I did. I did. Exactly. That's an, another level of play. And, you know, I, I think as much as teams shy away from the outside noise, I think Ohio State really embraced that. And I think, you know, they heard what people were saying. They heard uh, Dabo Sweeney's rankings. And this was exactly where they wanted to be. They wanted a chance to compete for a national championship and play against that Clemson team. And everything they did leading up to that point was to be able to be in that game and compete against a team like that. And I think what we saw... Ohio State team and I think they feel the same way get the same vibe from them uh, coming into this game but it really reminded me a lot of that 2014-2015 national championship team I mean just the edge the underdog mentality and everything they had to go through to get to that point Uh, I think you saw everything that was leading up to that on the field against Clemson. Caroline when you look at Justin Fields did he silence the critics with that performance against Clemson or is it going to take a national championship to put that to rest? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think in his mind, you know, he would probably say a national championship, right? I mean, that's obviously his goal. But all the talk coming into that game was Trevor Lawrence. Everyone says he's going to go number one. And Justin Fields really kind of fell out of the conversation after that Northwestern game. And uh, that hurt him. I mean, you could tell it affected him and his confidence. And I know he and Coach Day had some, you know, real conversations about that. And he decided to turn things around. And I think, again, you saw the Justin Fields that you thought you you could see from him in that game and as far as silencing you know I don't know again I think he still has that chip on the shoulder like he has something to prove but uh, I think that performance was just the, the, one of the greatest versions of Justin Fields that we've seen and again part of that was the anger that he had knowing of, that he can do better than the performance he had against Northwestern he knew it was going to have to take better than that to, to beat a team like Clemson and to get his team to this point. Talking with Caroline Rice of the Ozone.net and Big Ten Network. Caroline, how poetic would it be if Ohio State won the national championship when most people didn't even think they should be in the college football playoff? (laughs) Yeah, you know, Ryan Day says it all the time that this team has opportunity to write one of the greatest stories in all of college football, and I really think that they do. And 
as far as, you know, they try and not to look at it right now because they have to win this game for that to happen. They still have to write that last part. Um, but you think about everything that this team has gone through. I mean, just the way that they ended their season last year, uh, it really stuck with them. I mean, that was in the facility all throughout the year. And, and this was, you know, kind of their goal to get back to this point. But then to have uh, you know, to get back to this point again, it, it is it is amazing. But, you know, from having a season uh, to not having a season, um, then to having a season again and Ohio State was a big part of why the Big Ten decided to, you know, change their decision and have a season after all. To the social justice issues the players stood up for over the summer, uh, three games being canceled to COVID, dealing with their own COVID issues, uh, and losing the Michigan game. I mean, not having that game is huge. I mean, that's, you know, that's everything to this program. So, and then, and then they get to that, that point, and it's, it's all the talk about they don't deserve to be in it. People don't want them in because of the number of games they play. There's no way, you know, they have what it takes to beat a team uh, like Clemson or like Alabama. Um, you know, they listen to that. But throughout everything, to get back to this point, uh, it is pretty amazing. It's a great story for sure. Caroline, uh, Alabama has offensive weapons. Ohio State yeah. has offensive weapons. Bama's averaging nearly 50 points a game, uh, second yeah. in the country. And, and Ohio State's, what, uh, five in the country and scoring a little over 43 points. Is this an offensive shootout tonight? Are we going to see a bunch of trips to the end zone tonight? You know, I, I do think that we are, but I think what comes down to winning the game is going to be the defense because I think by far this is the best offense that Ohio State has faced. I mean, Alabama has, like you said, averaging 50 you know points per game. They have one of the best group of receivers in the country, Najee Harris. Um, and Ohio State's secondary has been tested. And, you know, Ohio State's defense is really built to – to stop the run. They did that really successfully against Clemson, and uh, that was a big part of why they won the game. But Ohio State's secondary, you know, that, that's going to be the matchup to look for. I really did think that they stood out in the last game. And, uh, you know, Sean Wade obviously is a guy that everyone's talking about, the Devontae Smith and uh, Sean Wade matchup, you know, but he did switch positions, and I know he's received a lot of criticism, but. Uh, the, the top two offenses, again, but I think that the game is going to be won on defense either way. Can you talk about the big play threat that Trey Sermon has added to this Buckeyes offense? <laughs> and I, you know, I don't even know what to say. I don't think anybody ever expected this from him. And Coach Day even said that he didn't expect this from a guy coming off of an injury, uh, you know, transitioning into a new conference with such little time, not being able to get into a rhythm, uh, splitting time early with Master Teague. And then the number of times they also had to switch the offensive line out due to COVID. Um, and not being able to establish chemistry there. And then, you know, to do what he's doing 500-plus last two games, uh, very Ezekiel Elliott-like that postseason run, reminding me again of that 2014-2015 team. But he does such a good job of finding holes, really hard runner. Um, and I think against Michigan State, we kind of saw a glimpse of what he could do. But, you know, I never thought in such few games that uh, he'd be breaking Ohio State all-time records. He definitely uh, adds that Ohio State offense. And, you know, I thought early on that, uh, if Ohio State didn't have an established run game, that there's really no way they would they would get to this point. They need that balance, and you know, then then came Trey Sermon with 300 plus yards in the Big Ten championship, and um, and that took over. So obviously, adds a whole other level to Ohio State's offense that I think is needed. So how excited were all the uh, Buckeye Nation when Jim Harbaugh got that contract extension at Michigan? You know what? I think that is so funny because, yeah, obviously Ohio State Buckeye fans were very happy to see that. Uh, I think they are feeling very confident going into these next five matchups with Michigan again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely all, all the talk here. All, the <laughs> <laughs> all right, Caroline, we, we know you're busy. We know you got to get ready for the for the ball game. Tell us what we can check out on the ozone.net. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do have a guy there covering it, but uh, Ohio State, just all coverage. We do cover basketball as well. 
um, and I'll be doing post-game interviews following the game. So I'll have a lot of good information, a lot of uh, notebooks and quote books uh, following the game. So definitely check us out. I appreciate that. Hey, Caroline, thanks so much, and uh, enjoy the game tonight. Thank you so much. You too. Appreciate it. It's Caroline Rice.